0: All right, I am sitting in the office of Operation Transformation, and you are gonna love this place. It's been, it was built 18 years ago, and it was founded by Tom Seppo and his wife Brenda Seppo, who've been married for 40 years. So they're sitting here with me right now, and they just have so much to share. In fact, I'll never forget the day that I met Tom and Brenda Seppel. They just make you feel so needed and so wanted. And I truly believe that our biggest sense of belonging is what God has purposed to do. And that's exactly what they do. They make you feel like you belong and just beautiful Mm. spirits. So thank you guys for being here. Well, thank you for having (laughs) us, Tina. We're so happy to participate today. Oh, I love it. And it's so crazy. I was just telling them that my podcast, the B-Series, which is Untold Stories of Leadership Transformation, and untold is the key word here because I truly believe the definition of leadership is transformed people.
1: Transform
0: mm. people. Mm. And the fact that this nonprofit, and I'm going to tell you what it is Operation Transformation is a local faith based nonprofit organization whose purpose is to bring positive changes to the Blue Water area on a myriad of levels. By the way, Blue Water is Port Huron, Michigan, <laughs> where I live, exactly six minutes from this building. <laughs> it fosters a united, life giving church in the greater Blue Water area. Um, Operation Transformation, which we are going to call OT, builds a bridge between communities and develops relationships with those in leadership positions while facilitating a network of strategic impact. OT also collaborates with various nonprofits, businesses, social change agencies to meet the physical and spiritual needs of society. We're going to dig a little bit into that, but I I do want to introduce to you Tom Seppo. Um, He's Reverend Tom Seppo. He's been the executive director for Operation Transformation since 2002. He was a full-time ordained minister for 20 years proceeding at a church in Port Huron. He meets regularly with church and community leaders to find ways to collaborate on specific projects, be the light and the salt that Jesus spoke of, and his goal is to see cooperation versus separation of church and state. Wow. Okay, that's a mouthful in itself. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But also, he served as a chaplain for the um Sheriff Department since 2002. He oversees all spiritual life programming at the Intervention Center. He's married to Brenda. We're going to talk to Brenda here first in a few moments. (laughs) And they have three children, Rebecca, Andrea, and Andrew. And Reverend Seppo and his family reside in Birchville, Michigan. (laughs) Okay, so I truly believe that God's secret weapon is women. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Tom, you're outnumbered. I do. I, do. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> yes. And I truly believe that although you are the executive director and Brenda is the executive assistant to you, she probably does everything and makes this all happen. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, we say that Tom has
2: the gift of working with people and I have the gift of working with paper. So Aww, organizational people skills. In yeah. People in paper. paper, yes. You know what?
0: Honestly, I, I wouldn't have seven businesses right now and counting if it wasn't for having people good with administrative work because that is not mm. my forte either. Mm, so yeah, how, yeah. you have to be equally yoked in, so to speak, but you also have to have different gifts around you, your inner circle as well, too. I love the fact that you decided, how many years ago, was it 18 plus years ago, decided Mm -hmm. to form Operation Transformation? Let me ask you this question because I know the motto is churches cooperating for a changed community. Mm-hmm. which I think is ironic in itself. Churches cooperating? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> like, let's just giggle right now that churches are cooperating for a change. That's yeah. our biggest challenge right now in our country. It's yeah. always been our biggest challenge yeah. is yeah. cooperating. Yeah. Where, where did all this come about, and why did you start this? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think it came about with my father, to tell you the truth. He, uh, we had five boys in the family, uh, my dad pastored. I'm fourth generation pastor, right? So it, it goes without saying that. Fourth. Wow. That, that, That's beautiful. Uh, I always say that I was born in the Levite tribe, uh, the tribe of the priests. And so I have, didn't have a choice, <laughs> but I did have a choice in the matter. But mm-hmm. my dad pastored for a little bit in New Baltimore and it really wasn't a fit for him. He was more of an evangelist. And so when he left the church when I was about uh, nine years old or so, we traveled from church to church to church all my teenage years. So I didn't really have a kind of a home church, if you will. Um, so that was kind of born me. in me when, mm-hmm. I was, when, when I was growing up, that it was a part of the body of Christ. We were involved. Uh, we sang together. We still do sing every once in a while. But um, we would sing in Catholic churches uh, Episcopal churches, Methodist churches, Baptist, Pentecost. We, we got invited to go to all different churches. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. it was birthed in me. And then I didn't really see the need for the local church until I really graduated from college. Really? And became a pastor for 20 plus years and was just uh, you know involved with one church. And I saw the need of the local body, so I gave myself 20 plus years to one church. But then it seems like God has his like the twenty-year plan, right? Twenty-first yeah. twenty years, and then the second twenty years was with the church. Now, the the, the latter the twenty, I'm, I've been, been working with uh, mm-hmm. each church. Brenda and I we're at a different church every Sunday.
0: That's every Sunday. so cool. We've
1: been in probably seventy-five. You
0: speak in them each week? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, not
1: each week do I speak. Um, you know, a lot of times I speak, but if I'm not speaking, I might share something about a OT. Okay. Or just be there in support of the local church and the pastor. Wow. And so it's this been... helps
2: give us a very broad perspective of the body of Christ. And I mm-hmm. would say that it's been very, um, it's been such a positive experience, I guess I'll say that, to see that there's people in every church who love God with all of their heart, are very sincere in their relationship, mm-hmm. and are, are striving to do within what they know, and maybe even their tradition, to serve him. And so we it's, a, it's a, a wonderful thing to see the diversity in the body of Christ. Ooh, yeah. Which I a lot of that. people don't get to yeah. see because yeah. they're in one church. And see, so here's the
1: thing. Sometimes uh, when you're at a church, um, the pastor or the leaders of the church will maybe insinuate that if you don't believe what we believe, then you're not believing the right thing. And yes. so so we're right and you're wrong. Yes. And, 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 and so, everybody
0: else is wrong. Yeah, yes. We're, we're the only ones who are right. Yeah, it gives you that feeling. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is?
1: Well, I think uh, a lot of reasons, sometimes financial reasons to keep people at the church that oh, they're okay.
0: at yeah. and,
1: and uh, to grow their church or their body. Which isn't bad. I'm not trying to really throw people under the bus here. But, but yeah. that's
2: how they were mm-hmm. They were either raised that way. You only know what you know, what your experience is. Or they've gone to a certain school, and that's what the school taught them. So, again, you only know what you've been taught or what you've you know, experienced in your own life. Yeah. So it's not that... I think if they knew more about what... Uh, other people
0: believed and practiced in how they lived, they probably wouldn't be quite So like how that. would a person find a local church? Because you agree that it's so important to have a local church to go to. Absolutely. What, what do you think is the most important aspect to think about that? Because from what I understand and I've read, and, and Tom, you will know better, um, that the church um, is declining. Mm-hmm. People aren't mm-hmm. going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think that is, and what do you think keeps people from going to church? Well,
1: number one... Um, and I don't like to target different denominations or mm-hmm. segments of the body of Christ, but we see not only in our area, but throughout the country, the mainline churches, uh, a lot of them are experiencing just the white hair syndrome, if you will. You yeah. go to their church, and that's all you see is just yeah. people, older people. <laughs>
0: white hair syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need their hair colored yeah.
1: until... <laughs> <to, laughs> they come to see you, them. too. <laughs> Send them Send on you on the <laughs> But, but the thing about it is, um, so if they get caught in a religious tradition, the kids that have been brought up in these churches, they mm. see maybe a rut. And religion to them is nothing but a rut, or it's a duty that you have to perform once a week. And when they grow yeah. to a stage where they can make their own decisions, they're saying, I'm okay. out of here. Okay. They might
2: not find that it's relevant mm-hmm. to their life or how they would express their faith I think mm-hmm. that's more of it I think they your your younger people might say they have some some sort of faith in God or a belief in God but they don't want to express it maybe the way their parents did so right. I think part of it's a cultural right. um, phenomena of of that's not where I'm at right now I mm-hmm. don't see things quite the same way you bring in technology and social media and music styles and you know, even language, King James Version Bible versus, you know, a, a more NID. modern translation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is
0: they don't feel that it, it speaks to them where they're relevant.
1: At. Yeah. practical so
0: how do you what what uh, if you're coaching somebody because I do coach people mm-hmm. on occasion to help them find the right church for yeah. them it's kind of like yeah. finding the right job for yeah. you yeah. <laughs> finding the yeah. right church yeah. the right yeah. friends yeah. what do you um, what, what do you give what type of advice
1: well I kind of ask a lot of questions what are your interests what are your preferences are they outgoing are they gregarious are they expressive in their worship or are they mm-hmm. uh, calm cool collective and conservative yeah. And so I'm able to somewhat discern and read body language uh, communication with their mm-hmm. language of their uh, actual talk of the words that they use and so and then I ask them preferences as far as music uh, and then music is a huge thing when I'm talking to people as far as giving them direction as to maybe what church they should experience to mm-hmm. see if they would enjoy the uh, worship experience
2: yeah. So. Another factor would be: Do they have children? Do they have small children? Yeah. Do they want right. to get them involved in a children's ministry? Do they have teenagers? So you would want to direct them to churches that you know have good programs in those areas as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know for us, uh, Brian and I, and you know our kids. You mentioned earlier, yeah. kids. Our kids decided to go. Actually, they went to your church, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. funny. They left our church and started going to your church many years ago. And we ended up following them years later because we saw them grow, right? And so, as you say, transformation, they were transforming as kids, and we saw them growing into the people that God really wanted them to be. And my husband and I are like, we need to go see what they got and get what they're getting. (laughs) (laughs) And so, literally, like, we have kind of followed them, Brian and I, over. the years because they just have such a really great discernment you Mm -hmm. know as far as what types of pastors to follow and but why church why should people go to church first of all because i know many many people who don't even go what's your opinion
1: well again you go back to the bible the bible says Mm -hmm. says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and all the more so as we see the day approaching we're living in some crazy days
0: yes I can't imagine not going to church and not uh, being a believer in Jesus Christ because I feel like there's, like you said, there's so many challenges that are going to come at us in adversity. And I can't imagine a life without God. It, I just, I mean, I've had it for so long since I was 18, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine that. So, how do you think people cope? Without him,
1: I don't know how they cope. They exist, they learn how to tolerate their circumstances, tolerate circumstances, and, yeah, and, okay. and, and then their their uh, lot in life.
2: Well, the other mm-hmm. thing we're seeing is people are turning to drugs, the opioid mm-hmm. crisis, so
0: they're turning to substances. Yes, abuse. let's talk about that because yeah. that's here, right mm-hmm. here in the Sangler County yeah. area. Is that mm-hmm. on the rise? Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. absolutely. In what fact, do you think it is? Why?
1: Well, we're, we're, uh, we're right involved with it. We've been able to formulate a community-wide organization with other community leaders as well as pastors to formulate a, a, uh, a collaborative uh, working together with uh, halfway houses and different things. Mm. But the thing about it is is that um, the opioid crisis is huge because there's hopelessness. Um, yeah. You know I was talking to yeah, yeah I yeah. was talking to the sheriff. And he said something very profound, uh, our our sheriff, and we had him at a a minister's meeting. And and, uh, we asked him, what did he see is the number one problem in our our county? I thought I'd hear him say drugs, alcohol, whatever. Poverty Poverty. And what he said was so profound. I obviously already shared it. He said, it's hopelessness.
0: Where do you, where's that coming from
1: Hopelessness means there's, no there's no purpose in living okay there's no no, 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 no challenge mm-hmm. nothing that I need to give myself to we we here in the blue water area we are invaded with this spirit called mediocrity yes we are we are yes. invaded it, it's like what's the least that I can do to get by mm-hmm. yeah I just want it just to do the where that come little. from it's a spirit. It is a, it's just a spirit okay. that, that and people... And how do you
0: get rid of that spirit? You,
1: you dive <laughs> so in you and say, Jesus, I surrender completely to mm. your will and your purpose. Show yeah. me what you created me for. Give yeah. me your plan for my life. I want to know what it is that you placed me on this planet for. So
0: someone's listening right now and they're like, mediocrity, what is that? What, what do you think mediocrity is to you?
1: Well, it's lethargy it's lethargy laziness laziness it's (laughs) It's
2: not doing the best you can it's not with excellence how do you
0: know that you're lazy and not doing the best you can like someone's listening and give me an example
1: well, they they want to go home and do absolutely nothing but sit in front of the TV, mm, mm-hmm. and and yeah. uh, or they couch just potato. or they want to go. <laughs> Are you
0: a couch potato? Yeah. Do you watch or, watch stupid yeah. reality TV yeah. shows?
1: <laughs> or maybe they maybe they go to the bar and just stay in the bar and yeah. at least there's some life there, right? There's yeah. interaction that people enjoy, you know, interaction. Yeah. But there's not really purpose. It's just. You know, they're just talking. And And one
2: thing I would say is, do they have a mindset to help better the world or help people around them? There you go. Is it all just about themselves and thinking of me and what I don't want to do or what I can't do or what, you know, about me? But do they have a mindset of, of if I have a purpose, which a lot of people don't think they do, but if you know you have a purpose, then you want to reach out and you want to help. You want to make other people Mm -hmm. better. You want to make the world a better place. One starfish, yeah. as they
0: say at a time, you know, yeah. doing right. Brenda, you, you are God's secret weapon. So <laughs> let's talk about this because we all are born with a purpose. Talk to that person right now that feels that they're not born with a purpose.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times people feel that way maybe because that they weren't told that they had a purpose. Maybe okay. they had parents who put them down mm-hmm. or didn't mm-hmm. encourage them in any particular thing. But the Bible says that God has given us all gifts. They're spiritual gifts. And some people go yeah well I can't preach you know what the gift of organization is a gift the gift of Mm -hmm. serving is a gift the gift of hospitality the giving the gift of giving giving money I mean our gifts are a purpose are absolutely Mm -hmm. so how do people find their gifts well there's some different tests and, and things that you can take but what gives yeah. you joy? One thing is what, what gives, gives you joy. joy. What yeah. are you yeah. good at? What is your passion? What do people look at you and, and say that they know about you, or what what is an outstanding characteristic of you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let As other people, people tell around you. you. Yeah, I they'll tell it. you. Well, one hundred percent. Again,
1: the the scripture that we that needs to be incorporated here is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yeah. God says, "I know the plans I have for yeah. you," declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope uh. and a future. That's so, perfectly said. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. so the scripture is very clear that God has plans for everyone. Yeah. No one is just created for nothing. Yeah. God has given every human being a particular gift. And it's up to us, as what Brenda was saying, that gift generally is one that would be, give you great joy and yeah. satisfaction and delightment in that mm-hmm. of what you're doing. and yeah. uh, For example... I love to be with people, right? Mm -hmm. My gift is encouragement. Right. That's that's my gift. Yes. And so um, I would rather be with people than read a book. Now, Brenda loves to read, and she would Mm. rather uh, spend time just reading, and I would like to just...
0: Talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) The other
2: thing I want to point in here, too, is that it could be... uh, Maybe you're not a professional person. I want to talk to people who maybe aren't working every day. Raising your family, being a good spouse, being a good mother or father. Did you stay
0: at home to raise your children? I did. For 14 14 14 years, I was home with my kids. I love that. um, That's the hardest job in the world. It is the hardest job, and I was (laughs) trained to be a teacher. I
2: came Mm -hmm. out as an educator. I taught for three years, but once we started having our family... I felt it was important mm-hmm. to invest in them, and so I stayed home until our youngest was seven, and uh, and then he was in school full time, and then I went back part time, twenty hours a week, and I was working with my husband. But yeah. um, our kids did everything with us. We when we did ministry things, mission trips, trips yeah. they came with us, and we, we yeah. were Mexico, or whatever. I mean, they <laughs> I were with it. us. But uh, but I I want to say that you don't have to have a career to think that uh, to have a gift. Or even to change the world. There's something about investing in your own family. And now Mm -hmm. we have grandkids, and we're taking that time to invest in them as well. And that's... That's part of the gift and the purpose that I yeah. think God's given and us. And
0: You said something so profound earlier, a mindset to better the world. Do you have a mindset? Because in my book, Be Amazing, I wrote, um, you know, how to become successful, period, is number one, you, when you sow, you grow. So there is actual, like, a law. It's like the sure. law of gravity, the more you sow the people. And what I find with our future professionals in our palmental schools, we teach them how to give back. We teach them how to fundraise. And it shifts their mindset, gets them away from mediocrity, and they actually start to soar in their life and reach their goals and their dreams. You know, they tell us their goals and dreams the minute they start school, and but I don't see that happen. Brenda, until they actually start giving back, and we like to say yes. giving back is the new black, so to speak, okay. and so let's talk about that, because yeah. I agree, I mean, look at the two of you, you you've given your entire lives, this is, this is your legacy, yeah. and you, you're putting legs on your legacy, so to speak, and I'm always, every single day, thinking, okay, what's my next plan? That we were talking about when, in Jeremiah mm-hmm. twenty nine eleven, because it's not just one plan. He says plans. There's mm-hmm. it's plural. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing I need to do to build legacy to leave something better than we found it? And that's what you're doing here in the Port Huron area. So let's let's talk about that for a minute, Brenda, because you hit on something really hard. How can someone use their gift to start bettering the world, and why should they do that? What's your opinion on that?
2: I think part of that is that um, Tom and I, I, know, feel very blessed that we've had the lives that we've had and that we've known and followed the the Lord from a very young age. And that part of that is to go out and share what we've been blessed with. So that that's mm-hmm. part of it, is that it's it's a mandate to go and share yeah, the love of God. It's like the rent we pay to live on this
0: earth. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's not
2: like, oh, we have to do this. But mm-hmm. when you see somebody in need, I know one thing that um, is, has come up is mentoring. You know, as a mom, I've been through it, and I see some of these younger moms who are going mm-hmm. through hard times. The baby's not sleeping; they got a couple kids. Life's crazy. How can I encourage them? How can I kind of be that role model and be a mentor and help them mm-hmm. um, with missions? We're we're very um, uh, behind a lot of missions and missionaries. Giving money is it? That's an easy way yes. everybody can do mm-hmm. support support missions, mm-hmm. local and far away. Go on a mission trip if you can. Um, go serve at the soup kitchen once a month Mm -hmm. i'll tell you what you'll see people there and you'll feel you'll, you'll just really appreciate what god's done in your life but then be able to share that with other people there's a, there's a number of
0: things that can be done. I love that. And you know, I believe it's a leader's responsibility, a business owner's responsibility to teach people how to give back Mm -hmm. too. And the interesting thing is, is I have several of our salon team going to Africa next year to build a home and none of them have ever Mm -hmm. been on a mission Mm -hmm. trip. Mm -hmm. And they're so excited about raising the money to be able to go and to build this home. And I know their lives are going to be transformed. Mm -hmm. So let's, get into the topic of transformation here because operation transformation. So, you Okay, this is crazy because I want to hear the story Tom and Brenda of what this city was like hmm. before operation transformation started happening. Give me give me the good, the bad and the ugly. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, when I started in ministry and pastoring, we had four ministerial associations. In this little small area. Four. Four. Southside, which was mainly African Americans. Port Heron Ministerial, which was the mainline downtown churches. The evangelical churches. And then there was called Servants and Shepherd. Basically, those who would be more in the Baptist camp or the Calvinists. uh, Maybe even fundamentals. I don't want to give any... (laughs) stress any uh, particular right. um interpretation of that mm-hmm. but anyway um there were four and so um i'm thinking boy is god that difficult to follow that if we can't lift jesus up together we have to have four different expressions in the body of christ now i'm not trying to say that
0: yeah
1: diversity is not good it's yes. good But here's the the thing is that
0: segregated our society
1: and and is dividing us.
2: Not good. And I think one thing um, we found from that is that community leaders did not know how to engage the church in working together to help with social situations. Okay, there was no focal point. There was no place to go to say, "What's a list of churches? How can I get information out?" There there just was, there was that separation, Mm. and not because it was legal or illegal, it was
0: just because there was nobody there to to speak for the church. Okay, so what was that transforming moment for you guys to know that this needed to happen? Because uh, 20 years as a pastor, and Brenda, you had to be like, What, we're leaving this, and we're going to go do this? (laughs) Uh, Where are we going to make money? You had to freak out, but you leaned into this. How did that happen? What happened? Well,
1: I have this little saying that God had to kick me out of the church to do the work of the ministry.
0: Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. That that should actually be on your business (laughs) card. I love the fact that it's churches cooperating. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming now you have churches doing things together to come together to do events that
1: before. Let me let me tell you one thing that blew our mind that we never even thought would be on our radar was Family Night. Yes. At Boat Week. I
0: love Family <laughs> Night. We yes. have
1: we have over fifty four venues at Family Night. They're all churches, non-profits. Yeah, and yeah. churches and churches and other uh, other organizations. About too.
2: fifteen are churches, but it's grown okay. to be more even more than that. Yeah. Like, wow
1: and so to provide
2: I mean, a positive night of entertainment yeah free, instead of
0: free,
1: drinking fun, yeah
2: and
0: yeah in fact it's so funny because thursday night which is family night is busier now than friday night from what i can yeah. see because we, we went down there for a few moments on friday i was a little nervous because yeah, it's yeah, usually the drinking yeah, crazy night yeah. i didn't see people
1: there wasn't that many people, <laughs> they're saying family night is it that's a transformation than, yeah yeah, right there, that's yeah. you know, getting rid
0: yes. of the partying that was happening and the and let, fights. <laughs>
1: and let me tell you, we were shocked this year. There, if you notice, they called it OT Family Night.
0: OT Family Night. Wow, they put was, your name on I, it. I, we yeah. didn't
1: even ask them to do that. Wow, and I was yeah. shocked. I'm thinking, but
2: the fact that we <laughs> could step in and provide a positive, free, family-filled fun. entertainment. For the thousands of people, we figure we get anywhere from eight to ten thousand people yeah. on that. People night.
0: come from all over they the state from, yeah. and
2: different, yeah. you know, different states yeah. as well right. to come yeah. here. So we get sponsors yeah. to to help, uh, you know, pay for the cost, But um, mm-hmm. to it, they have appreciated that. Yeah. Something else that that um, OT has done is we now have a, a Compass Christian Business Alliance group. So we yeah, so have... let's talk
0: about that. What <laughs> is that? Because I think that's something that's needed in every community too. Yeah. And I know yeah. there are some forms of that. I know there's one in Naples, Florida. Florida, too, yeah. some form, but what you've created with Compass is so much bigger than I've ever seen in any other state. Talk about that, why you developed it.
1: Well, it was, uh, again, probably 18 years ago that we saw a need for Christian business people to come together to encourage and support one another, mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily for a networking uh, uh, piece, but it has turned into somewhat of a networking piece because yeah. why not mm-hmm. do business with other Christians right, right. in the community?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we, we we say we come to encourage, equip, and connect. Yeah, those it's kind of like and a BNI group. It is. It really is, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's and it's also, yeah. also it's a really um, and a offshoot of Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship.
0: Got it. Yes, yeah,
1: way back but I month. like
0: it because um, you don't have just one segment in there, so it wouldn't be just one salon owner. You have several salon owners, and I 100% agree with that because I think you need to collaborate with each other sure. and not fight against each other. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's just so yeah. important to network and get gain ideas.
2: But the main purpose of that, and this is something that you push for, uh, from what you do, Tina. But a lot of, of uh, Christians, business people do not see that as a ministry. Right. And so this whole mm-hmm. thing was yeah. created yeah. for them to realize that what they're doing yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is as much a ministry as a as the pastor or yes. somebody yes. Yes. else. Yeah. And to encourage them and equip them to be more open in their faith and to grow in their faith and then use mm-hmm. their position as, they, as God
0: leads yes. to be able to share and help other people. I love and, that. Mm-hmm. My my business partner, he always has our... our Our businesses are a front for a church, you know, because we're helping people to know that they belong and that they're loved and helping people to grow and transform. And my goal always, and I love Compass because my goal as a business owner is to transform people's lives personally and professionally. What has been the outcome of compass what have you seen with some of the business owners some of the transformation the untold stories that you've seen
1: well I, I, I just i think that there's been a greater encouragement of business owners and business people in other companies to not be ashamed of the gospel to mm-hmm. share their faith out openly yeah um, i don't want to name names but there's a big business that's here in town and uh, he likes to have his mission statement on his um, in the front foyer that, of his business, and it's talking about lifting up the Lord, lifting up Jesus, and mm-hmm. being uh, a, a, a a shining light to yeah. people, customers, secular people that come into his business. Right. So it just helps people to not to be ashamed of the gospel because yeah. it is a, just a beautiful. Why not mm-hmm. just be yourself? And not have to feel like you know, I have to be quiet. Tiptoe toe around you don't have to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. We don't we don't talk about but it. Your faith. Not politically correct. Yeah, but it's
2: <laughs> yeah part of, it's part yeah. of who you are and that can be expressed in your business practices. I mean some yeah. there've been some people we've been told that are called say they're Christians But they're not ethical or they don't have integrity or they don't follow through or they don't pay their bills and that type of thing. So encouraging Mm -hmm. them to this is what a Christian lifestyle is Mm -hmm. and to encourage them to have that excellence that we talked Mm -hmm. about, the highest standards of doing business and they should be standing out. Christian people should be standing out in every aspect of our world and whatever their profession is yeah. because if you're following biblical principles yeah
0: where you wouldn't even have to talk about it because you're already it, already yes. acting as if and so yeah. people would know mm-hmm. and hey what's different about you why are you a business owner that way yeah. and I just I love that and I love that you're giving mm-hmm. the tools to maintain integrity in your business too and that's how how it grows and I believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. And we have this old style of leadership, which used to be authoritarian, Mm. and now Compass is teaching them how to be more authentic, more transparent, and to really run a business with, as you said, with integrity, but really uh, coming alongside your people and equipping Mm. them and Mm -hmm. not telling them what to do, but showing them what to do. And I just think that's outstanding. And I have seen, uh, I believe, a transformation that's happened because of is the fact that businesses have gone up. Look at downtown Mm. Port Mm Huron. All of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's growing, Mm. and we're thinking of putting a salon downtown. And Mm. so we're really excited about Mm. what's happening in this community Mm -hmm. and the people that are moving to St. Clair County, the young people, because it offers so much. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's one of the reasons why. Don't you you agree? I'll tell you (laughs) another
1: reason why. And we're going to have another... um, media company come in and do an, a, a documentary on what is happening with pastors. Every Thursday morning wow. we have about 20 pastors mm-hmm. that have been meeting for prayer in the city building at 7.30 in the morning, 7.30 to 8.30 for the last eight years. Oh,
0: come on. So pastors are all coming together yeah. from every church,
1: yes. and we're pray- every
0: denomination, yes. praying and, and, together. And
1: we're praying that God would bless Beautiful. this community. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's the best-kept secret. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one really will mm-hmm. give credit to the Lord because of yes. the prosperity of the people in the yes. community. Yes. And so we're saying that God is the one that has been the orchestrator of the blessing and the attraction yes. to this community.
0: Yeah, You didn't build operation transformation through big billboards and with having ads out or social media you built it by hitting the ground and being there for people and and talk about that why do you think building relationships is so important and how do you do it what advice do you give people right now
1: well again i think that goes along with the gifting right that god has given me I, i i love people
0: yeah, and talk so, to the person who doesn't really love people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and let me why tell do you, they
0: still need to build well, relationships? Yeah.
1: Well, it's just important because re- influence. Well, yeah, it it, it just creates influence, uh, you know, in people's lives. When you go out yeah. of your way to say, "Hey, what's your name? What do you do yeah. for a living?" Mm-hmm. And then you you try to you know develop that relationship, talking about them, understanding them, getting them to open up and share. We were. I did a wedding just last week on the west side of the state, and I had a relationship forty years, forty-five years ago, with this the the husband of the bride, uh, or the father wow. of the bride, mm-hmm. and he just began pouring out his heart and his soul to me because <laughs> I did some things back in high school. Yeah, and th- so the consistency of relationship. And living what I said I was doing, right, back mm-hmm. way back then, mm-hmm. he said, that has had great influence on my life to turn my life over to Christ. Wow, wow. And so yeah. that relationship, see, it's all mm-hmm. about hopefully being authentic and genuine when yeah. you're meeting people. Because yeah. you never know where it's going to take Well, you. you-
0: the the really cool thing is, you know, God says love people, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but I don't believe we can love people unless we unless we first love yeah, ourselves. Yeah, exactly, and so, you right. had such a great foundation, Tom, that I think a lot of people listening to this are gonna say. You know what I didn't mm. really have that yeah, foundation yeah, and yeah. I need to start falling back in love with no, myself I yeah, need to fall back yeah. in love with people let's yeah. talk about that because mm. I believe leadership yeah. is about honoring people and you just honor people and you want to add value to them yeah. and where does where did that come yeah. from for you and that's what advice great, do you give people? That's a
1: great, immediately yeah. when you say that Tina I
0: mm-hmm.
1: will never forget we were raised five boys in a two-bedroom house wow we were two bedroom poor. house we were as poor as poor could be i had two shoes and the soles of my feet talked to me when i walked to school wow <laughs> I had to tape yes. those shoes together right yeah but i'll never forget my mom said tommy you're a child of the king you're a king's kid yes <laughs> and i i didn't know any different yeah. okay my mom so told you believed me it. yeah my mom yes. told me i was a king's kid <laughs> I guess King's kids look like this and they dress like this and I had Mm -hmm. holes in my pants before they were popular. (laughs) But the thing about it is, it is, it's, it's understanding that you have to have a positive self-image. You have to have a good image of who you are because we are kids of the King, right? We're children of the King.
2: And God made Mm. all of us for for a purpose. And I think the people that you're maybe uh, speaking to, Tina, they haven't maybe discovered that. And I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about that already, but I'm going to go back to it, that you need to love yourself because God made you unique in the person that you are. And you can't compare yourself with other people. Well, I don't have that gift or I'm not like them
0: or whatever. God's made you to do what you were Mm -hmm. created
2: to be. I
0: love that, Brenda, because I think this takes it full circle on this whole um, interview because... In a, we need to find our purpose, yes. first of all. We're purposed, and God loves us. But we need to find a place that's safe for us to mm-hmm. grow in yes. that. So yes. if you, you know, that's why I believe a church community, a local church, is so important. And to get involved in small groups, maybe yes. small Bible yes. studies, Absolutely. so you can study the scripture of what it says about yeah. you and who you are. Because for me, that didn't happen until I was 18 years old. No one introduced me to yeah. Jesus Christ until then. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And and so when he told oh. me that, I was like, whoa, I have a purpose. You know, before that, I was suicidal. I had hopelessness, mm. and I didn't have a reason for living. And so mm. I know that mm. feeling and that thought that these kids have or someone's listening mm. right now saying, mm. wow. Mm. So get involved in a local church that's safe. You know, utilize a mentor to help
1: you. Mm. We need to be a real wake up and to see yes. that this is, how you succeed in life mm-hmm. is to, number one, you made it very simple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the greatest command? Yeah, Love God, love yep. people. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Love the Lord Period. your God That's with, all you all gotta your, do. with all your heart, <laughs> with all your mind, with all your soul. And yes. love your neighbor And if as you yourself. don't,
0: then you got a challenge. Now therapy is needed, yeah. right? Yeah. Now therapy is needed yeah. because if you don't, it's going to affect every area mm. of your life. Every mm. coaching segment that I go into with any staff member, any one of my future professionals, it goes back to that. They just mm. don't love themselves, yeah. and they don't yeah. love people. So yeah. if you're looking in the mirror thinking, yeah. whoa, okay, I need to do something. I need to make mm. a shift, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think just getting involved with something like OT mm. is awesome. Tell me your vision of OT for the future. I, I want to hear it. Maybe this is an untold story that no one knows <laughs> yet. Yeah. What's your vision to grow this? Well,
1: I, you know, we're always doing the mentoring thing. We're always trying to get people that are going to want to uh, come alongside of us and help other people that mm-hmm. are that don't know that they are loved. Specifically
2: yeah. now that we're working with people getting out of the county jail and who yes. probably have a substance abuse issue in their background. So right. that's one thing. So
1: we're, we're mm-hmm. working with the the substance abuse community, the recovery community as they call it, mm-hmm. Uh, and we're working with obviously the the jail in particular. Um, for the future, God only knows what the future is. We say that you know we're an open book, Holy Spirit, you lead us, you guide us. Yeah. I've been to several other cities to share this of what we're doing with o t. If he wants nice. us to do that, we yes. can do that. So
0: if someone's listening to this from another country or another state, city, Tom, yeah. Brenda can come out and share yeah. with you how to do this. This yeah. is on your heart because... Yeah. I think this is so important to connect churches together for the common good yeah. of your community, to grow your community. Yeah. And what better people than to use faith-based people?
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I would say that that's one of the weaknesses of
2: our of our country in general, is that we've gotten away from the spiritual being a main component of yes. life. Yes. Yeah. And that's when Tom is mm-hmm. able to share some of these uh, different groups and organizations. Again, you ask, well, why do you want to do that? they need to see that the spiritual element, mm-hmm. it's part of people who have, you know, issues with suicide and, and poverty yes. and all of these things. It has to do with, there needs to be that aspect as being even considered. And for a long time, it just didn't have anything to do with that. And, and
1: yeah. we see that there's, uh, there's no moral compass. People mm-hmm. are lacking a moral compass mm-hmm. because they have ignored the spiritual, the third part of their yes. being. We're made up of body, soul, and spirit because people have ignored their spirit they're only firing on two cylinders rather than the three cylinders that he's created us with so when that's void we find ourselves just confused not knowing what what in the world we're doing so that spiritual component is got to be there and 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 so therefore when you know who you are what your purpose is, then you can Mm. move forward and you can see transformation happen in people's lives. Oh, I love it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm working all the time with coaching my team, especially of helping them through their own transformation. And Tom, you just hit the nail on the head. I know we only have a couple minutes left, uh, but you said something about moral compass, okay? And someone's listening to this and has no No. idea what you're even talking about. What is a moral compass?
1: It's basically understanding the principles that are in God God's word to how to live successfully in this life, and that compass. What do you think
0: causes people to not follow that? Well, first of all, not even knowing. Where where can they find that in the Bible?
1: uh, Well, (laughs) moral compass. Well, you can't find moral compass in the Bible. (laughs) That term, that that term necessarily. But it says basically, um, you know, the Ten Commandments. If they would just basically even found the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. that is the basics of even christianity uh you know is uh, that
2: used to be considered common sense and everybody even if they didn't say they were spiritual they would at least acknowledge that was the people
0: always say to me oh they went to heaven because they were good no Uh, what is good yeah. yeah. Like what what we are you talking about? What's good? There's
1: nothing good in us. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing good, good in, in us that. in our flesh. So how do we sound.
0: someone's listening to this and saying, "Okay, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person." Yeah. Talk to that person right yeah. now. I feel like somebody really yeah. needs to know yeah. this message. Well,
1: well, there again, the Bible said there's no good thing in us, and there is mm-hmm. it's not by our works. Yeah. Lest any man should boast that it's only the mm-hmm. gift of God through Christ. And it's just a a simple acknowledgement of Christ and saying, Jesus, man, you came to this earth. You are the sinless son of God who took on human flesh to come and show us the way and to really be the supreme sacrifice Mm -hmm. for our sins. A sinless man who willingly went to the cross, died on the cross for our sins was buried and three days later he rose again and he came back to talk to his disciples about that we can be like him if we can just only follow him. And, and that, that's the simple gospel message is that we need to follow Christ and accept Christ mm-hmm. and say, Jesus, you know what? I've done it my way too, too, many, too long. Yeah. I have failed. I have run into the wall over and over. I don't know how to get out of this box, mm-hmm. but there's a door. That's right over to your right. And if you would just look at and open the door. And Jesus said, I, I, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Yeah. If any man opens the door, I will yeah. come into them and be with them. And, and he will be with me. Yes. And so it's just simply yes. saying, Jesus, come into my life. Help me. I need your help. I've done it my way too long. Mm-hmm. And that simple uh, gospel message of just receiving him, that's the first step of getting successfully transformed.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the real transformation. <laughs> that's the real that's transformation. That's the day when yeah. I was introduced to Jesus in that way yeah. was when I was 18 years old. My yeah. sister helped yeah. guide and direct me into that and that was my very first transformative happening yeah. and and so let's talk about that for a second because you you have that now you're like okay now i can understand what god is saying in the bible it's almost like this veil so to speak is lifted off of our eyes to understand because mm. so many people read the bible yeah and they're like this doesn't make any sense to me you know it's like greek reading greek to them yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and so and you start to read it and god just starts to give you those untold stories of leadership transformation because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right? Absolutely. And then you can lift that veil off. And so, you know, you look at the Ten Commandments, you look at... Um, you, any any of the New Testament books you can read and it'll tell you exactly how to live mm-hmm. word for word. I mean, you could stay on one sentence yeah. for an entire week and just study it and mm-hmm. it'll transform you and yeah. say, okay, am I living that way? If yeah. not, why not, right? So talk to that person, well, coach that Well, it's person. the
1: Holy Spirit, really. It, it, you, you're, you're, you're depending, the Holy Spirit said he would come to you and he would abide mm-hmm. in you and he would teach you and you wouldn't even have to be taught. Yes, because the Holy Spirit yes. will guide and direct you as you're willing to mm-hmm. hear from your heart, from your the spiritual part. He will guide, and he'll say, "No, that's not the right way." Yeah, this is peace. You need to mm-hmm. walk in this direction. And when you put, when you allow the Prince of Peace to be your leader and guide, and to allow you, uh, he said. Let the peace of God that passes all understanding abide in your heart that he would direct you right yes that that means mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit is the one who will guide us and direct us with peace yeah that that peace is to make it means to rule umpire every decision that we make mm-hmm. if you don't have peace then don't make the decision but mm-hmm. it's that peace that he'll say yeah that's the right thing to do go for that yeah. and then that inner voice will say, No, that's not the right way. That's not that's not the good uh, way to, to go. You need to go this way. And if you would learn to be discerning and hear that still small voice, it's okay. the peace of God, the peace of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to guide and direct you. You don't have to, you know, be smart. You just no. You just that yeah, moral compass. it's actually
0: compass, better to not be smart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that guy, yes. the Holy Spirit will uh-huh. guide and direct you, and He will mm-hmm. bring you to people that you will get to know and say, "Hey, maybe you could mentor me. Maybe I could." Get, learn some more from you and, and, oh, so so, good. and I've got quite a few that yeah. I'm mentoring right now but yeah you know, the
2: other thing is always to ask yourself as you're reading the scripture how does this apply yeah. to my life yeah. Yes, it's a simple question mm-hmm. how does this apply to my life mm-hmm. some things are going to hit you like right between the eyes and you're going to go wow I know what I need to do with that yes. yeah. and even yes. with sermons that you hear or or messages how does this apply to my life I find that a lot of people listen but they don't let it penetrate. Mm -hmm. They don't say... How does this message that I just heard? How does this verse I just read? How does it apply to me today yes. in my situation?
0: Yeah, well, meditate on that scripture for yeah. a long time, and you got to get alone. Mm-hmm. And until I started getting alone, right? Even if it was just in the car or the bathroom in yeah. the beginning, because yeah. in the beginning you didn't make. I didn't make time. Right. You know. Right. Now I make time because I see the fruits that's happening, mm-hmm. and I see the impact that I'm able to make, and I'm so excited to mm-hmm. be alone with him to hear his voice. But there was such a long time I didn't hear his voice and i just wasn't listening it's yeah. kind of like you know yeah. sitting here you know talking to your spouse or your kids you gotta listen to them yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. know it's yeah. the same it's yeah. it's that Principle. easy mm-hmm. but thank you both so much for mm-hmm. being on this how can uh, someone be a part of OT? What's the best way to get a hold of and become a mentor, start working at, in, in this nonprofit? Well, there's separate, se-
1: several different ways. They can call our office, and that's the kind of the old-fashioned way. Yes. So at have a nine, phone it's, number. It's, yeah, it is 810-966-8660, or the
0: website.
1: you can go to the website. Yes. That's optrans.org. Yep. O-P-T-R-A-N-S,
0: yep. O-P-T-R-A-N-S. dot org. Yep. There we go. There you have it. Tom, Absolute. Brenda, I love you both oh, so much. You too, thank Tina. you for your time. Oh, thank yeah, you for really coming. really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You. You're amazing. God bless. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.